because we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about anything below the belt. We don't want to talk about our vagina. We don't want to talk about our pelvic floor because there is like that, that shame, that guilt that is brought in. And I think also we're kind of taught and trained in health that like discomfort and pain is normal and it's not. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we have a couple of announcements. First, we want to give a shout out to those of you who have written us a review on Apple Podcast, and we want to share one of our latest five-star reviews. So this review comes from Dash New, and this person writes, I just discovered this podcast and I cannot get enough. I love the practical changes that can be applied right away from the products I buy to understanding and applying the law of attraction. I'm excited that I have so many episodes to get caught up on, but I am dreading the day and time when I have to wait each week for the next episode to drop. Perhaps I'll take their advice and try to live in the moment. Well, thank you, Dash New, for writing such a thoughtful and heartfelt review. It really means a lot to us to know that our show is positively impacting others. And by writing a review, it really helps others find us and benefit from the information we share every week on our episodes. We are also really excited to announce two upcoming events. The first is our quarterly functional medicine liver detox. It's seven days. It's going to kick off on Sunday, July 11th. And Marnie and I talked about this a bit on our last episode, which was episode 82, if you want a little bit more information. And we've talked about more of what the detox is entailed in previous episodes as well. You can click the link in our show notes to sign up, message us if you have any questions. It's really not hard to do when you're with a collaborative, community-based program with other like-minded people. We know summers are a little bit more challenging, especially post-pandemic, to do a detox, but that's why this group is so beneficial. You're not doing it alone. You have the support of others and Marnie and myself. And we timed it such that it's right after the 4th of July holiday, when a lot of people may need a reset, and we still have several more weeks left of summer to enjoy. Um, So go ahead and sign up, clicking the link in our show notes, or you can find that link on Instagram as well. And then the next event we are really, really excited about is our upcoming yoga and clean clean crafted wine tasting, which is going to be local in Minneapolis. It's going to be Thursday, July 22nd at 6 p.m. We are co-hosting this with Ashley Sondergaard, who is just an amazing human. She hosts the Yoga Magic podcast. And Ashley was actually a guest on our podcast several months ago, and we were on hers. And we're just so excited for this collaboration. We're calling it a Backyard Bash. It's going to be yoga, wine tasting, and giveaways. And this yoga class is going to be a cosmically inspired yoga flow. 
And she will, Ashley's going to lead us in the class and she'll kick it off with a brief overview of the astrological happenings in the sky. And then we're going to harness that energy into an invigorating yoga class. And then we'll finish with a brief meditation to find gratitude. And all experience levels are welcome. So sign up. You can click the link in our show notes. And that space will be limited. So definitely you want to sign up soon. And then finally, we recently created a barbecue and summertime inspired recipe book to help you make delicious, nourishing, and simple recipes for your next social gathering or really any meal this summer. And you can just simply click the link in our show notes or you can head over to our Instagram profile and download your copy of the recipes today. We are super excited to introduce today's guest, Mary Ellen Reeder, who is the co-founder and co-director of Yarlap, which is a wellness device to treat urinary incontinence and improve sexual performance and experience through muscle control. Mary Ellen and her dad have emerged as a leading voice in the pelvic floor and sex tech wellness space, and she strives to empower women through their pelvic floor muscles because incontinence significantly impacts your quality of life. So all you ladies out there, especially mothers, did you know that it's not normal to pee when you laugh? I know myself, Marnie, and many of our mom friends, you know, have this common occurrence, and a lot of us just chalk it up to childbirth, and we don't really know what to do about it, and maybe someone told us to do a Kegel back when we were pregnant, but they probably didn't teach us the right way. You're going to learn this, exactly how to do a Kegel on this episode today, and pelvic floor and pelvic floor muscles is something that I've only learned about the last couple of years. And what is surprising is that weakening of your pelvic floor muscles actually starts in your 20s. And so by the time we're in our 30s, and then obviously beyond, those muscles might be atrophied. And even trying to do exercises like Kegels can be impossible to do. Yet alone, keeping those muscles toned and healthy are really key to maintaining bladder control and intimacy as well. We had such a fun conversation with Mary Ellen. It was enlightening and informative. And honestly, we got some good laughs out of it too. But really learning about the very important pelvic floor muscles, something that most of us don't think about. And she explains how over 50% of women aren't doing their Kegel exercises correctly. You're also going to learn about this amazing Yarlap device that her and her dad created, which does it, it does it for you. This device will do the exercise for you to tighten and control your pelvic floor muscles so that you don't have to wonder if you're if you're doing it correctly. Marnie and I both have the R-Lap device, and we can attest that it is super easy to use. It's painless, and it really does help with tightening up those pelvic floor muscles. This is an unfiltered conversation, so make sure that you don't have young children in the room. Maybe pop in some headphones right now, because this is a must-listen episode for women of all ages. You're going to learn about how you can prevent weakening in the pelvic floor and also how you can regain the muscle strength that you may have lost so that you can live your best life. Hi, Mary Ellen. Welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you as a guest on our show today. When we were introduced earlier this year, Marnie and I knew we had to have you on to talk about such a relevant topic for our audience but one that isn't openly discussed enough. And we know there's a lot of confusion out there about our pelvic floor. And we just know this conversation is gonna be so enlightening and inspiring for all our listeners, not just females. And as mothers of three kids each, we have a lot of questions for you and can't wait to break down all the myths and also share the amazing product that you created to help women. 
And I wish the pelvic floor was discussed when I was pregnant and right after childbirth. And I love that this episode is going to help so many women out there, including Marnie and me. Thank you. So to start out today's conversation, we know everyone has a story and we'd love for you to share how you became interested in the pelvic floor and ultimately how you and your dad co-founded Yarlap. Yeah. So I'm so excited to be here. Um, It's kind of a weird segue into how I got into the pelvic floor. It wasn't like I thought that this was always going to be my situation (laughs) or like that I was going to be so passionate about it. But (laughs) when I was in college, I did a lot of different things for women's health. And I ended up getting an internship later uh, for women for women international and was very involved in kind of how women are in society and how we play like this massive role in society. And my dad is a medical device engineer and he had this device, the Yarlap. And he said, well, this works perfectly with what you're trying to do um, or trying to find and break stigma on different things for women's wellness. And I really think that you should look at it. It does deal with urinary incontinence. So just kind of look at it. And at that point, I only knew urinary incontinence is like peeing yourself when you're old. And I thought, I don't really want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that kind of situation, you know, like one specific target group, um, that's just mature. There's nothing that they can do about it. And he's like, no, 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 that's false. Um, just do a little bit of research and just tell me if this is something you want to do. And so within like 20 minutes, I'm not even kidding, like 20 minutes of doing some research, I realized that this doesn't affect just older women. That's like a massive myth. It actually deals with anyone ever that's got a pelvic floor. It doesn't matter. Um, And it also doesn't matter what gender you are. And so that was a whole different thing. And then also this other mind blowing situation was that it has absolutely nothing to do with being old. (laughs) It has everything to do with like the tone of the muscle. And that's why it affects anyone of any age. Does it matter? But we just have like this big you know, mindset that needs to be broken, that it's just for old people, especially like old women. And I think that that's so wrong. And I'm very embarrassed that for a majority of my life, I was kind of believing that myth. And so now I'm kind of like here on a soapbox begging women to like understand that that's not true. And so um, kind of fell in line with my dad that this is something really, really big something that women need to talk about and not be ashamed of. And also know that there are available resources and available tools to fix the problem. And so that's kind of how I came in, in line with my dad to co-found Yarlap um, and spread that awareness that I think a lot of people, including myself, had just absolutely no idea, one, that these muscles existed, or two, that there was a solution. And three, that it didn't just affect one specific like generation. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much to unpack in what you just said. And I, I mean, (laughs) I can attest that the pelvic floor was not on my radar at all until very recently. I have three children. Stephanie has three children. I think we mentioned that already. And this would have been nice to know when you were going through pregnancy and giving birth and after birth. I mean, all of that time, I I know you said it, it can happen at any time in your life. You should be aware of it, but those years, especially, I feel like it's really important, but I, I want to dive into, you know, what is the pelvic floor 
and why is it so important to tone those muscles? Yeah, so the pelvic floor muscles are a group of muscles and I'm a visual learner. So definitely if you are like that, um, this might help. If not, <laughs> sorry, but um, it kind of looks like a hammock. So they zigzag across your pubic bone to the base of your spine and they hold everything into position, right? Your bladder, your uterus, those visceral organs, they hold them into their natural position. And over time, um, through childbirth, pregnancy, weight, activity, like even if you're an active runner, um, athlete or anything like that, that causes weakening of the pelvic floor over time, especially if you're not isolating and working those specific muscles, they weaken or they atrophy. And all of a sudden that hammock sags. And when that hammock sags, everything shifts from its natural position. Your your bladder is at the bottom of that pyramid. And so when you laugh, sneeze, cough, you pee a little bit because your pelvic floor muscles aren't strong enough to kind of hold it all together. And there is that pressure pushing itself down. So it's all about the pelvic floor. It's all about the tone of those muscles. And again, it's really hard to isolate those. And usually we have absolutely no idea that those muscles even exist until like childbirth or until we actually know something is wrong because we're peeing ourselves. Right. So there's that whole situation. Or until you're told over and over again, do your kegels, yeah. do your kegels. And it's like, what, well, what is that? Like, how do you do that? And-, and no one ever told you how to do them. And I think I would love for you to explain Mary Ellen, because I think there's a, obviously there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And like, yeah, right. how do you know that you're engaging them? You know, how can one understand or yeah, no. So the pelvic floor muscles, like I said, they're super isolated, right? Like we can't physically see them. And so it's really hard to do a proper exercise for a muscle you can't even see. And like with any exercise, any muscle, it's all about engaging and doing the exercise properly to, to get the benefit. And the crazy statistic is that over 50% of women who try to do a Kegel can't actually do them correctly, even with written instruction. So even though we're told like, Hey, make sure you're doing these muscle exercises, make sure you're doing your Kegel exercises. It's so hard to actually do them correctly because again, we can't see them. And so it's almost like we're set up for failure from the get-go. And, um, so if you kind of want to do them on your own, a big one that you'll see that I don't personally recommend doing often, like you can do it once or twice, but it's actually not great to do. And it can actually increase the chances of you getting a UTI is to stop mid pee. Some people are like, I do kegels when I pee. Don't do that often. Cause it increases the likelihood of you getting a UTI. So please don't do that often. But, um, being able to, to stop midstream is a really good indicator. And if you want to do it right now and see if we can do it is a quick one is imagine you're sitting on a marble and there's a marble, right? Like the base of the the vaginal opening, try to grab that marble and pull it up and then hold it for three seconds. One, two, three, release. That's a kegel. And then you have to do that like about 10 to 15 times, multiple times a day to get to start getting the benefits, not to get the benefits, but just to start wow. getting that positive benefit of that control. And so they're really, really hard and you have to focus. And also, again, it's really hard to focus on something that you're not even sure if you're properly doing. And so when you're doing that exercise, make sure you're not using your butt 
make sure you're not using your abs, make sure you're not using your thighs. I personally was really guilty of using my butt while I was doing Kegel exercises before the yard lap. And I was convinced that I was like the queen of Kegels. And it turns out I was not even remotely using the right uh, muscles. So make sure when you're trying to do it, that you're really, really focusing on those muscles and the correct muscle group. And I remember when I was pregnant, you know, people would say, well, do it when you're like in the car. Well, you actually have to stop and focus. Like this is not something when you're first learning, right. That you can probably really just do anywhere in order to not just be clenching your butt or whatever, you know? (laughs) And it kind of reminds me of the transverse abdominal muscles, which is another really deep, hard muscle to to learn how to isolate and kind of work and it's all, and it's down in the same area. And it's kind of all, I think of them as very related, actually. Everything around there is all related. Every kind of it, it's all in sync, which is beautiful, but also when you're trying to isolate something, it's also incredibly difficult, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. the, the female body is amazing. Everything works together. It's like one happy ecosystem. But I think that like this area, like you guys were talking about, it just doesn't get a lot of love. And by the time we try to focus and really tone those muscles, that signal from your brain to your muscle gets jumbled um, or it doesn't get received because there's that atrophy or you just have absolutely no idea what you're doing. Um, And you're just constantly told by your doctor, like, make sure you do your cables, make sure you're doing them. And you're like, okay, well, that's great, but they're not working. And it, chances are you're just not doing them properly. But like I said, it's, it's almost, I felt like I was almost being set up for disaster from the very beginning. Cause I was like, I don't, you can tell me and you can scream at me to do these exercises, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and it's extremely like, there is a test that you can try to do. It's called the Oxford test, which is to stick a finger into your vagina to see if you can clench um, and if you're able to firmly grasp your finger, tone of your pelvic floor muscles. If you can't, it's a pretty strong indicator that there is a lack somewhere. Um, and so that's, but you know, you're not going to go to a restaurant and do that. You're not going to go to, <laughs> you know, not? you're not going to be mean, in a, pub. yeah, you're not going <laughs> to be driving and then like at a stop sign be like, oh, I can do my kegels. I'm going to try to see if I can do that. <laughs> like that's not, I'm not going to do that. I personally, Somebody might be listening to this and go, I will try to do that. And like all the power to you, but I'm not one of those people. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm just. Exactly. And not when you're driving with your kids in the car, right? So, or alone, you should not do you that know, driving period. Alone. Yeah. driving and sticking exactly. your finger in yourself. Exactly. So, oh my gosh, before I want to, we want to get into like a lot of the common issues that result, but just, can you provide a glimmer of hope for our audience? Like regardless of what age you're at right now and how many kids you've had, can you rework this muscle group? Is it, you know, is all hope lost or are there things that can be done to strengthen those muscles, the pelvic floor? There are a ton of things to do um, to help strengthen those muscles. There are tools now like the Yarlep that are readily available now. I feel like in the past, what, like five, 10 years, the femtech area has really boomed to focus on needs that we have that haven't really been met in the, in past history. And so I'm really proud to be part of that. Um, but it's, like I said, this conversation doesn't happen a lot. It should, but it doesn't. Um, but don't think like, this is something that 
you have to live with forever. This is the card you're dealt, um, that you're alone. Don't isolate yourself because you're not. One in three women in the United States alone has some form of urinary incontinence. One in three. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy though? But like, we never talk about it and you would never know that it's so prevalent. Um, because we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about anything below the belt. We don't want to talk about our vagina. We don't want to talk about our pelvic floor because there is like that, that shame, that guilt that is brought in. And I think also we're kind of taught and trained in health that like discomfort and pain is normal and it's not. And so I, I want, if there is somebody who's like, well, I do pee a little bit by accident when I laugh, sneeze, cough, or like I randomly have to pee and I can't hold it. I don't want you to think that this is just a card you have to be dealt with, that this is end all be all. It's not, it's about the tone of your pelvic floor and really regaining that muscle control. And I think, is that one of the biggest myths out there that, yeah, I, (laughs) that it's, that's either it's, that's normal and there's nothing that you can do about it. Yeah, I would. And another one that I believe is that like, People think that a Kegel exercise is the one, one exercise and all be all situation and incontinence can come from a weakened pelvic floor through, you know, atrophy weakening that way, but it can also come from weakening through being too tight. So if you are, if you have a pelvic floor muscle that is too tight and it's constantly clenched, doing an exercise where you're clenching those ex you're clenching those mm-hmm. muscles is not going to be your best bet. It's not something you want to do. You don't want to clench a muscle that's already clenched. You want to relax those muscles. And so that's also very important. I think that people think that this Kegel exercise is like the queen and the only exercise you can do. And, and that's not true. There are plenty of other ones and there are plenty of muscle relaxation exercises that also need to be amplified as well. And how do you know this? Well, it's interesting. I, I was just, she, she wants to ask her question, but I was also just going to say, I was listening to you talk on another podcast and I heard you mention gymnasts and how sometimes they can have very tight, um, pelvic floor muscles, I guess. Right. And I, I think that I potentially was one of those people before I had kids, um, just listening to that and hearing about that. I, I do think that's an issue also like you want to find that balance, right? Where the muscle is toned and relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with gymnasts, for instance, they're taught and I'm sure, were you a gymnast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you, when you land, you have to be completely firm, stiff. Yes. And when you land, you have to just be like this statue and you have to firm your, you have to tighten your butt and all this other stuff. Well, when you do that, you're clenching your pelvic floor muscles, right? You might not be the entirety of the pelvic floor muscle, but you are clenching those muscles. And so a lot of times, not only are you bouncing and you're hopping around, but you're also being taught to clench, firm, tighten. And so you have all these things that are causing strain onto these pelvic floor muscles. So if you're not isolating and really working these muscles, you're doing a lot of, of pressure onto those. And for a long time, because it's just... <laughs> all the gymnasts that I've met, it's not something where you're like, I'm going to do it for six months. It's like, I am dedicated to this sport. And so it's a long, long time of trying to not repair, but re-educate these muscles to relax, 
tone. Um, you don't have to be constantly clenched all the time. And so I think that that's really, really important that you understand it's not just about clenching, but also being able to relax on command. That's total pelvic floor control. I mean, I can relate to that so much because it took me years to learn how to walk around and not clench my butt. And I'm not kidding. Like, actually, it took me years. Like, I would walk <laughs> around with my butt engaged because that's how I was trained for so long is that you're just engaged and tight. Yeah. You have to be like, you're, you're, you're taught to like, and then when you land, that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure on your body. And not only are you putting that pressure on there, but you're also being taught to clench. And so gymnasts have a very high rate of incontinence and do in part to that. Well, I don't have that thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you know if you have a tightened pelvic floor versus being really relaxed? Yeah. So there can be a few indicators. Um, one of the big, big ones is that sex is extremely painful. It's very hard to get anything up there because those muscles are super clenched. It kind of closes that opening. It's incredibly painful. Um, some people have reported that it feels kind of like daggers during sex. And so if you do experience pain during intercourse, um, involuntary pain during intercourse, that's a big thing to like go and talk to a doctor or go and talk to a sex therapist or go and talk to a physical therapist because that should not be happening. That I think that's really good for people to hear and know. Yeah. And don't be afraid to like talk to your doctor about this and be like, it's super embarrassing. Be like, I know that, but this is what they went to school for. Like they're not even going to bat an eye when you talk about this to them. Um, So it's, I think it's, there's a lot of shame that's carried when it comes to this stuff, especially when it comes to anything that Volvo vaginal related of like, I think that this is something out of the ordinary. This is something weird. I'm the only one experiencing it. I don't want to talk to my doctor because I don't want them to tell me that like sucks to be you. You're shit out of luck. That's not going to happen. No good doctor will ever tell you. Right. Don't ever get caught up like in your head um, or don't ever carry that shame because it's not, it's not yours to carry. So before we jump into the Yarlap, which I know we're dying to talk about here, I just to clarify. So basically some of the issues that, you know, men, women, whoever are facing, you know, they have um, incontinence, painful sex. Is there anything else that this is addressing? Back pain, I think, right? Did we talk about back pain? No. So a lot of times people have like unexpected back pain. And we actually wrote a peer review journal article on this, but your body, like I said, at the beginning is amazing. And it will try to compensate the weakening of the pelvic floor and all of that shifting. The lower back will try to compensate for that and hold it. Well, your lower back is not built to take that load. That's your pelvic floor's purpose, right? It's that foundation. So when that foundation weakens or it goes away, your lower back tries to compensate. But again, lower back's not meant for that. So all of a sudden you have like this unexpected lower back pain and it's because your, your back is going, oh, okay, I'll, I'll take on that, I guess too. But then after a while, your back's like, I can't do this anymore. And that kind of goes away. And then you have unexpected knee pain because the, it goes down, pressure goes down. And so 
your knees are all of a sudden compensating for all of this. Your knees aren't meant for that. And so there's all of this structural load that is trying to be reallocated because your pelvic floor muscles are unable to do it. So it's really, really important that you keep these muscles toned and in shape so that other body parts aren't having to take on that pressure. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. And you know, is that why a lot of women, and I guess I'm speaking for myself a bit like during pregnancy will have some lower back. Could that be related? Yeah. Your lower back is trying to like, is coming in to try and yeah. take off some of that pressure. And so your body is so cool, but your back is not meant for that. <laughs> right. It can only do so much, right? Yes. Yes. Are there a lot of people getting diagnosed? Like are doctors out there recognizing that it's the weakened pelvic floor muscles that is contributing to the lower back and the knee pain? It just, I mean, that's not like, we know a lot of people with, with back pain or knee issues. Right. But I've never heard that correlation. Yeah. I mean, there are so many, there's so many people that have different things going on in their life. So it might not even be your back. That is your pelvic floor related, right? It might just be something completely different, but that is something that doctors do take into consideration um, because again, everything works together. And so if they're looking at the big picture, pick up on that, but there are so many other things that are like, okay, maybe this could cause it elsewhere. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big key indicator that a lot of people don't think about. You're going to talk about the device itself. Can we also talk about how the device can help someone with sex and orgasms? Yeah. (laughs) So before we get into. Let's just jump right in there and talk about it. (laughs) Well, I just don't want to miss that piece because I do think it's an important piece as well. Oh, I love talking about sex. I think it's so fun. So when you're having an orgasm, everybody think about your last orgasm for a second. When you have that clenching feeling, right? Like you're having an orgasm, you have like a pulse, it's a pulse. That's your pelvic floor clenching. That is your pelvic floor engaging. And so a lot of times um, your body will, <laughs> when you see on different um, magazines or different articles everywhere, and they're like, do this one exercise to be fire in bed. And you're like, oh, okay, I'd love to try that out. And you click that it's talking about, you know, for <laughs> vagina, the orgasm, all these other things. And it says, do your kegels. Well, your kegel exercises actually engage your pelvic floor muscles like we've been talking about, but your clitoris runs right along your pelvic floor muscles. Your clitoris is like an iceberg. You see 20% of it when you see that clitoral gland that pops out, little guy McNew. The rest of it is inside and it's massive. And it runs all around your pelvic floor. Sometimes it runs around your thighs and around your anus. Everybody's clitoris is different, but that's usually, that's usually the way it goes. And so when you are having sex and you're really engaging in it, your pelvic floor muscles are getting stimulated because your body is going, okay, I know what I'm doing. I am doing the Kegel exercises and I know how to do them really well. I know how to do them properly. And I can do them really fast and strong. Let me show you what I'm talking about. And due to muscle memory, it kicks in and you have this like mind blowing response to the orgasm because your pelvic floor muscle is toned and it knows what it's doing properly because without you knowing it, you're actually doing an exercise. And so there are some camps of theory that the female orgasm, which does exist by the way. Um, the female orgasm is actually a maintenance tool 
to show you, hey, like, do you feel that pulse? You feel me working? I'm in good shape. All's good down here. And it's kind of like this maintenance switch to tell your body, like, I'm doing great. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. And then some people are like, I don't know what's going on at all in your pelvic floor muscles. Like I'm not moving because I don't know what I'm doing. And so your pelvic floor muscle is really integral actually to having an orgasm because it is about tone and everything down there is interrelated clitoris, pelvic floor, vagina, all of it, all of it's intertwined. I love this. I love this conversation. I think there's so many people out there that struggle (laughs) with it, right? They can't, or maybe after kids, they can no longer have them. And there is hope for everyone. And just having these conversations and just bringing this to the surface so that people feel comfortable talking about it. I love what you're doing and just breaking through all that, all the myths out there, right? About why, why, why you can't have one. Oh, you're just not relaxed enough or, you know, well, <laughs> thank you. maybe you're too relaxed down there, actually. Maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I think the part that gets me um, really fired up is when somebody has been told like, this is just the way that it has to be. Like you've had kids sucks to suck. This is part of motherhood. And I'm like, no, it is not. Please stop telling women this, especially postpartum women. Like they're already worried about 600 different things going on at once. Don't tell them that this is something that this change to their body is something that they have to live with and suck it up. That's not true. And I don't want, I think that women, and I even saw some of my friends get kind of trapped in this mindset where it's like, well, everything down there is just all kinds of screwed up. (laughs) And I guess this is just how it has to be. I guess this is my membership card to motherhood. And I'm like, no, please, please don't think that. Um, There are, there are tools, there are resources for you. You just have to kind of have a, a buddy that says like, Hey, (laughs) not it. This is not the end all be all talk to somebody, talk to your doctor, look at these tools, look at these resources. Um, but it's, it's okay. You're okay. So I think we should jump in, right, Stephanie. And let's hear about this amazing product that you and your dad designed. Can you (laughs) explain like what it is, how it works? Yeah, this is my, this is my baby. So the Yarlap is an FDA cleared medical device. So we are a bona fide medical device that treats urinary incontinence and maintains continence. So even if you have bladder control and you're like, I've seen my mom go through this and I don't want to have it, we still got you covered. Um, And what the Yarlap does is you insert it like a tampon and it does the entire exercise for you. So this Kegel talk that we've been talking about when we're all rolling our eyes because we're completely fed up with it. <laughs> and we're like, I've heard it enough. I've heard this exercise doesn't do anything. The Yarlap just does all of that for you. So it takes all that guesswork, throws it right out of the window. Are you using the right muscles? Are you doing it the right amount of time? Um, are you engaging them properly? Is that signal even being met to those muscles, right? The brain to the pelvic floor muscles, is that signal even getting there or is it jumbled? The Yarlap takes all of that and just sends that signal directly into your pelvic floor, gently wakes them up and says, this is how we do it. You're going to do it along with me for this amount of time. And we're going to engage the entire pelvic floor muscles. So um, that's what the Yarlap does. Yeah. Can I interrupt you for one second? Does it, does it also, if you're one of those 
people that are tighter? Does it release yes. them? Too? So the does Yard Lab does bones? have exercise programs to relax okay. the pelvic floor muscles. Um, so like we were talking about clenching is important, but so is relaxation. And the Yard Lab is very unique that we have both of those options available and really, really proud of it. Cause again, I think that the big thing with the Yard Lab that I'm extremely proud of is that it does take all of that guesswork because like I was talking about, we're already bombarded with 700 things that we have to do sitting down and focusing and really making sure if we're doing this properly, is not something that I really want to focus on. So the Yard Lab just does all of that for you. That's amazing. I think it's so cool. Now let's just talk about like, well, one, does it hurt? Um, but two, like, no, okay. no. <laughs> um, so how long do you use it for how many times a week or how many times a day you were talking, you have to do kegels like 10 times, at least multiple times a day. So is that what you have to do when you're using the yard lap? Right. So the yard lap, you do it for 20 to 35 minutes a day. That's it. Once a day, three to five days a week. And it's small. So it's about the size of a tampon, a little bit thicker. So think of like your tube of lipstick. Um, and you insert that like a tampon and that's it. Turn it on, pick the program that's right for you. Pick the muscle movement that's comfortable for you. That's it. Just sit down watch a TV show. I watch new girl. You can watch whatever, or you can read a book. Um, but that's it. And it feels like a firm handshake in your vagina. Sometimes it feels like butterflies. Everybody's vagina feels different. So everyone's going to have a different sensation, but usually it'll feel like a firm muscle movement. Um, or butterflies, or some people are just like, no, it feels like a muscle moving. That's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> um, but it's so let me let me ask you this: Is it? I'm just trying to get just because I can't even like really picture it. But is it different than a vibrator? Yes. So it's much different than a vibrator. Okay. Um, so sex toys are not actually regulated, uh, but the RLAP is heavily regulated by the FDA, <laughs> and it's small. You're not going to get any sexual stimulation from it. <laughs> Um, because it's your muscle moving. There is no sexual stimulation. There's no clitoral stimulation. It's sending the signal into your pelvic floor muscles to move. So if you've had gone to physical therapy for your arm or your leg or something like that, and you've used a TENS unit and you've seen your muscles like clench and move, kind of like that, but within the vagina. Well, it's just a good excuse to sit and watch TV is how, kind of how I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying ours that are, that are on the... <laughs> Mom, mom's just having a, a 20 minute moment here. We'll, yeah. I'll be back. So it's extremely comfortable. So by the time this episode airs, we will have used ours. So we'll be reporting back on, on our feedback, which I can't wait. <laughs> well, so, and also like, how long does it take? Like, do you see results, you know, in six weeks or a year or like, like, is there a, an end point to when you need to stop using this and yeah. how long, you know? What does that process look like? Yeah. So it's two to 12 weeks to see some form of positive improvement because there is a huge window because <laughs> there's a different tone for every single person on the planet. So you have to be very patient. It's not something mm -hmm. that you're going to use and it's going to be instantaneous overnight, right? That's not how muscle re-education works. That's not how muscle rehabilitation works. And so be very kind and patient with your body, please but we're really, really proud two to 12 weeks. And it is like any other muscle. You do want to maintain it and continue using those exercises, um, for the duration of however long you want to have pelvic floor muscle control. 
but instead of going through treatment, <laughs> right? So when you first get the ER lap, you go through this treatment of using it once a day, three to five days a week to get that tone. Once you get that tone, you can kind of go into maintenance mode and you can use it once a week, once every other week, um, just to kind of do a checkup to make sure that those muscles are still toned. They still know what they're doing, that they're still happy. That's, I mean, it's like going to the gym, right? But actually you don't even have to do it as frequently as you would to have to like tone your abs and your biceps. Are there any downsides of using it? Or is there anyone out there that shouldn't use it? I mean, I'm personally biased. I'm like, everybody, I I kind of feel like everybody should have one. Like you get a ER lab and everybody gets the ER lab. Everybody should have one. But if you have a pace and it's an implanted defibrillator, can't use the ER lab. Okay. That's good to know. What about like at an 85 year old woman who, who is incontinent? Can, can this turn that around? Oh my gosh. I love this. Yes. So one of my favorite stories, and she has given me the green light to tell this, and I love this story and I love this woman, but it does not matter what age you are. We have people in their nineties who use this and have gotten results and are, are good to go. But my favorite is this one, one woman, she's in her eighties and she used it because she would go to the bathroom at night. And when she woke up in the morning, she could not hold it. Right. She like, she had to sleep on a pad essentially. And she was tired of it. She's like, is this going to work for me? I don't know. And she called us a few months later and was over the moon. And she goes, you will not believe me, but I have to tell somebody this. I just had sex in the back of my car with my husband in the parking lot of the grocery store. Oh my God. And she's like, and I had an orgasm. And I was like, this is the greatest moment in my life. Like this is the peak review for Yarlap. Like this is everything that I have worked for. This is a five-star review, right? This is a 10-star review. She's like, I had to tell somebody, but I didn't know who to tell. And she was like, and this is your device. So I thought I would just (sighs) tell you guys this. And I, my jaw was on the floor and then I like got it all together. And I was like, this is the greatest thing that you could have possibly told me. Not only is your pelvic floor in tone, not only are you no longer paying yourself, but you're like act, your sex life is now on fire because of it. And I'm so proud to be part of that story. <laughs> and I, I love it. And every time, anytime anybody like asks me, like, is, <laughs> you know, is this okay for my mom to use? Like they're she's older. Is it okay? Is there like an age limit? I'm like, let me tell you about this story. Let me tell you about this lady um, and her life story because it's amazing. But I, I, there is no age. Like I, again, we have people in their nineties who use it. Um, As long as you are over 18 and you are a woman, good to go. Okay. This is going to be life-changing for so many people. I mean, literally, I mean, I can't, I can't wait. My kids are going to notice because I usually run in the door. I'll go on like a 20 minute walk and I just have to pee right away. I mean, it's a joke in my family. They talk about it all the time. So maybe they'll notice like less frequent trips of me, like running to the bathroom and peeing my pants. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you guys to use it. Um, because I think it's going to be really great. Like I said, it's effortless. It's really great. We put a lot of thought into it. It wasn't something like we woke up one morning we're like, we're going to, we're going to treat incontinence and we're going to help women all <laughs> over the world. It like, it took a lot of years to get here. It took a lot of work with the FDA. Um, and we're really proud about what we do because it works. And I'm extremely proud to be where I am. 
You should be. I mean, and I, I can't believe doc, like, I hope doctors are promoting this and telling their patients about this. Yeah, we do have doc. We work with, we work with doctors. We also work heavily with physical therapists Mm -hmm. um, who are like, they don't know um, if their patients are doing it after they've been to their appointment, you know, because a physical therapist tells you do the Kegel exercises, do muscle relaxation or do these set of exercises, make sure you're doing them properly. Well, sometimes that patient doesn't do it until the next appointment. Well, if you're only doing it once a week, that's, that's like going to the gym once a week. It's going to be very long if ever you see that. And so a lot of times the physical therapist will be like, get this. And it'll be like your training wheels in between appointments. (laughs) Well, absolutely. And it's just like any, there's so many devices out there. It's like exercise device and sleep trackers and why do people buy any device? Cause it helps hold them accountable. You know, like you said, if you just right. go to a personal trainer once a week and you do no other workout in between, you're not going to see results. So right. I love that there's finally a solution that makes it easy and convenient and effective because you don't want to be working out in, you know, engaging the wrong muscles when you're, uh, when you're, when you're not with your, you know, trainer or PT or whoever. So Mary Ellen, as we start to wrap up this conversation, we always love to leave our listeners with some practical tips and strategies that they can implement immediately. And I know you've already shared some of these, but for women out there specifically who are struggling with the issues we discussed, the incontinence and maybe painful sex or inability to have an orgasm, what can they begin to do right away? In addition to buying the yarn lamp. I would say one, talk to your friends and talk to your doctors because it's not something that you have to be ashamed of and your doctor is a luxury. Yes. But it's also nice to have in that note that you do have this issue so that they can see the full picture, but also to have your friends and your family as your support, because yeah, it might be a joke. Um, you might be afraid of that kind of a situation, but if they are empathetic, they are a great support system to have. Um, and it is like any health issue. It is a health issue. And so I think it's really important to like not feel that shame, not feel that embarrassment um, would be one big thing. If I wasn't like, get the yarn out, do your kegels, do your muscle relaxation exercises, figure out how to do those would be to talk to your doctor or talk to your family and friends and be like, my body does need a little bit of support. My body is trying to tell me something and I'm going to now start to listen. Um, and I'd really like to have your help along the way. That's a great suggestion. And I think that everybody could really use the ER lab. It sounds like <laughs> women. I'm very excited to try it out. And Stephanie and I will report back when she tries hers out. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I mean, I am biased. <laughs> um, so where can people buy the ER lab? Yes. So you can get us at our website, Y-A-R-L-A-P.com, yarlap.com. And we're also on Amazon as well. And I know you have a generous special offer for our guests. Yes. Special offer for you guys is $35 off and free shipping within the United States. If you use the code AOLW at checkout on our website only, $35 off and free shipping on your Yarlap. That's fantastic. Thank you. Of course. So Mary Ellen, one final question that we love to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? The art of living well, I think would be to really listen to your body because the quality of life is going to come from that, right? So if your body's trying to tell you something, listen. And I think it takes a lot of 
understanding your body and it is an art form to really listen to that communication to improve the quality of life. It's beautiful. I love that response. I mean, cause really that's, if your quality of life isn't what you want it to be, you know, how are you, how are you living well? So this was such a fun conversation. Thank yes. you. <laughs> it was. And it's, you know, I love these conversations, just like breaking through these barriers and these myths out there and the stigmas and really be able to provide people with a solution to their problems that they didn't even know that there existed, you know, that the solution didn't exist. So um, I love what you and your dad are doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to say, and a topic that people don't even, thank you. like there is a lot of stigma around it and people may not even be aware that the pelvic floor is a thing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We know this is going to resonate with all of our, most of our listeners out there. Yeah. So, so thank you. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.